Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. And Kieran, there are actually two killers. But if you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to the show because that is a spoiler. Yeah, the killer was Al Pacino the whole time. Yeah, look, there's a twofer. There's a a twofer. twofer. That's not what I was thinking of, but there you go. Yeah, I bet you nobody will know either of those references. Maybe, maybe they might. There were two killers. That could be like That could be a lot of things. I'm only talking about one specific Al Pacino movie here, but I don't want to spoil it, even though this is Potential Spoilers. (laughs) Shut up, Kieran. Get on with the show. So if this is your first time listening to one of our episodes, welcome. Welcome. What we typically do is we look at all the promotional material for an upcoming Hollywood blockbuster and then we attempt to predict as much of the plot as humanly possible. We go out, we watch the trailer, we look at the promotional material, yeah. have a glance at the poster yeah. and see if we can predict what the movie's going to be before it even comes out because that's how smart and clever we are. Yeah, we like to pat ourselves on the back and see down the track. Wow, I didn't mean for that to <laughs> Look at you rhyme. rhymes over here. Well, I'm inspired by Candyman. I, well, <laughs> he doesn't rap or do rhymes. That would be like too stereotypical. I was almost expecting that from like the 90s movies, but uh, oh, it's still early days. Early days. He's got rapid in my prediction. No, <laughs> really? that's not true at all. Anyway, if it's not obvious already, we're talking about the upcoming Candyman sequel. Not Candyman 4, just Candyman. Because that's what you do with a long-running horror franchise these days. If you're going to do a new installment, you just call it the original movie's name. So everyone gets confused. Like, are you talking about Halloween 1976? Are you talking about Halloween 2008? Or are you talking about Halloween 2019? Is this a reboot? Is this a sequel? Oh, it's 2018, sorry. exist in the same universe? And to, the answer to all those questions is yes. Yes. Yes, to all of them. So they're trying to reboot the Candyman series, but this is a fourth installment taking place in the same universe with a lot of the same actors. Yes. So originally this movie was made in 1992. No, 93. Oh, was it 93? Yeah, the original Candyman movie came out in 1993, and it's based on the Clive Barker short story, The Forbidden. Yeah, so this is a very long-running series. Yeah, well, there's only three installments with a fourth one coming out, but yeah, I guess it has been going for a long time. Mm -hmm. But I don't know, like, we can talk about our history with Candyman in a sec, but this is one of those franchises that I feel like never really took off and never really made it into the big time, like, say, your Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm kind of surprised that they're making a sequel to this kind of movie. Yeah. Um, but when I, in doing my research for it... I think it spoke a lot to the producer slash co-writer Jordan yeah, Peele. maybe. I think it was like a childhood favourite of his. Sure. And I think, who was it? Tony Todd, who plays the Candyman, was like, oh, I'm not going to do a movie unless Jordan Peele is attached to it. Yeah, fair enough. But he isn't actually directing. One of those miscommunications that they're trying to put out there with the marketing is like, oh, this is the next Jordan Peele film. As Slap like, his name on it. Yeah, as though it's like Us or Get well, Out. He is the only person now that can do horror movies or yeah, thriller movies. So. Uh, we've spoken about him a few times already on this yeah. show. He's pretty hot right now in in the horror genre. He's, everyone loves his horror movies. Yeah, well, Us was like acclaimed, but it didn't really get a lot of buzz once it came out. People weren't as taken away with it as they were Get Out. Yeah. So it was very stylistic. It had a lot of interesting moments, but yeah, people weren't blown away by it. So. I think people liked Get Out for its social commentary. Yeah. That and there wasn't really present in us, even though we predicted it would I be. Mean, I mean, there was social commentary, but I think people expected it to be more heavy handed. Yeah, to be a different social commentary. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Now, this movie is actually being directed by Nia DaCosta. She was handpicked by Jordan Peele. 
So I think she's only had one other... So she's got other, the stamp of approval? Yeah, she's only had one other film credit to her name. So this is actually her second outing to the big screen. Yeah. So she must have something special if Jordan Peele's like, this is who I want. Yeah. Or who knows, maybe he just wants to get in her pants. No, <laughs> I, I, no he's a family I, I don't, man. I don't want to suggest that. No, of course not. So... If you're not familiar, if you've never seen a Candyman movie before, Matty D, can you give us a brief rundown on what they're about? Okay, so Candyman is, I guess, inspired by the old urban legend or legends where you look in a mirror, you flip your light switch on and off. No, I don't think you need to flip your light switch no, on No, that's and off. optional. Yeah, <laughs> so you say the Candyman's name five times. Yeah, and which is like two times too many if you ask me. And it summons this being called the Candyman who comes and kills you, and that's the whole premise. Yeah, and uh, who is the Candyman? So the Candyman is this kind of immortal demon. He yeah, he has powers sometimes, and he carries a hook. He was somebody who... No, he has a hook for a hand. He has a hook for a hand. He likes He's bees. literally nailed into the bloody stump of his severed hand. Yep, he likes bees, and he was somebody who... I don't know why he likes bees. He was killed well, because, by bees. Because he was killed by bees. So he was somebody who fell in love with a white woman and died via bees and honey, and now is tormenting you know whoever summons yeah. his name. And, and they cut off his hand because it was his painting hand. Ah, is that why? Yeah. There you go. So the movie is pretty much taking place in a kind of poor section of society, yeah. and it's about a PhD. In Chicago, in a real neighborhood, apparently yeah. called Cabrini Green. Yeah. And the original movie is about a PhD student going to study urban legends and going into this town to kind of find more information and, you know, yep. turning out to summon the Candyman, creating these Candyman killings. And yep. we're kind and of the as Candyman an audience- basically frames her for all the murders. Mm. And so there's she a- just constantly goes to jail, is released from jail, goes back to jail, is released <laughs> from jail. And there's a portion of the movie that we don't know if the Candyman is a real person or, you know, a ghost or, or a, f- a figment of her imagination. Or a, a, a gang leader. <laughs> you yes. know, that's that movie. I'm curious now, let's get into it. What is your history with the Candyman franchise? Uh, so my history with the Candyman franchise in Australia... I think we might have covered it last week, but anyway. In Australia, we have, and I don't know if this is everywhere, but the urban legend I heard was the Bloody Mary urban yeah, legend. Of course. Where you would t- like look in the mirror and you'd flip the light switch on and off and you'd say Bloody Mary's name three times. Yeah, three and times. And Which was a lot more convenient than five times. When I, I was a young pre-adolescent child that was a huge thing a young buck I had friends that had seen Bloody Mary like it was real and I was too scared to do it myself and I was dared to do it I couldn't do it so I was like petrified about this whole concept of the Bloody Mary thing I was like I don't believe it but you know I read online that somebody did actually see it so you know uh, it must be true I don't believe it but I don't want to do it to risk it you know what I mean so then I I don't think Bloody Mary is specifically an Australian urban legend I'm pretty sure it's international okay cool so that's how I kind of heard about it and then heard about this movie. And I'm like, oh, they made a movie based on this idea. And yeah. I was kind of really apprehensive about watching it. It was during the days where I had just gotten pay TV and I'd gotten like oh, right. those movie channels that would just play yeah. all the constant were, rotation. They were great, by the way. Yes. I love that. That was my childhood. That, that, we wouldn't be here today if I it wasn't think for those I movie channels. If I didn't like, you know, accidentally watch like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid yes. on one of these channels, you know, and be like, oh my God, these movies are great. Good, the bad, and the ugly. Exactly. And so The Candyman was on and I was like, really? Really, really nervous, and I was like, "Oh, you know, I don't want to summon the real I, Candyman by I, watching the movie." Everybody who listens to this show knows I'm a great big wuss when it comes to horror movies. Yep. Now and we I was, keep covering them, so I he has was to keep watching. I have to do it. I was then, but you know, I'd watched Friday the Thirteenth. I'd watched Halloween. I'm like, I think I can do this. But yeah, this movie's are pretty tame. This movie's supposed to be really scary, and I watched this movie, and I remember thinking it was a hot mess. <laughs> I, you know, it was just yeah. it was just chaos. What what I would uh, compare it to is like the second 
Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It was just like oh wow stuff happening everywhere. I love the second Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And movie. I was watching it, and and I kind of got bored, and I was doing other things, and I'd come back to it, and something weird was happening, and I was like, okay, don't know what I would have been doing at this stage, you know. <laughs> <laughs> riding your bike around, <laughs> riding in circles. my bike around in circles, practicing my like collecting Hula Pokemon hoop. card, like stamp collecting, and I was like, "Wow, that was not a scary movie at all." Um, I must be braver than I think. Nope, just uh, that movie didn't do it for me, and I never watched it since. And I am not wasn't You've really never seen any of the sequels. Never seen any of the sequels. Didn't really know about them until really this show because I wasn't really interested. Yeah. And this movie came, is coming out, and I was kind of like, "This is not a movie I would have seen otherwise." No, likewise, uh, I didn't want to watch the original movie again so I watched a YouTube summary and that is my history of Candyman wow don't care much for it but my opinion may change yeah this might be the best Candyman movie you've ever seen and I had no idea which isn't a difficult task because you've only seen one I thought this was just a dumb slasher movie but apparently it's a cult classic like people love this movie so you know I was a kid when I watched it so maybe I you've watched it recently so maybe you have more of an appreciation for what it's about because you know I I was a dumb kid when I watched it well I think it was one of the first First mainstream horror movies that dealt with a lot of racial and social class issues mm. in inner city America. Well, the United States specifically. Yeah. And so I think that spoke to a lot of people who didn't have uh, like a movie franchise that was basically tailored to them. Yeah, right. So as I mentioned last week, I'd never ever seen a Candyman movie in my life just because, I don't know, I'd seen so many horror franchises and in the end they all end up being the same thing. So I was like, maybe I can just skip Candyman since I can probably guess what it's going to be about. I'm really excited to hear what you thought about and it. And so, yeah, I decided to dive in and do my research. And my initial intention was to watch all three Candyman movies in the lead up to this show. I'm guessing you so, didn't no. do that. <laughs> so I watched the first one and I've got to say, like, Matty D in the lead up to this show was just like, oh man, that first Candyman movie sucks. I hated <laughs> it so much. And so I sat down to watch it and the movie started up and I watched it. I'm like, wow, this movie is actually pretty intriguing. Yeah. It's got a great soundtrack by Philip Glass, who I'm a huge fan of. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why Matty D hates it so much. <laughs> and then maybe 20 minutes went by and then like the Candyman turned up in the movie for real. It wasn't just a gangster walking around with a, with oh. a hook to smack you in the head with it. The real Candyman turned up and then the movie quickly went to shit and I hated every second of it. It gets really confusing, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, well, I was like, is this a dream? Is this real? No, this is real. It's a, oh, it, she's in jail. Oh, she's she's in jail for murder and kidnapping a baby. Oh, they've released her. Why? Why did they release <laughs> it's, it's like, And then she immediately kills somebody. Well, Candyman kills somebody, but she's immediately framed for that murder. Yeah. And she goes to like a mental asylum where she just walks out the front door eventually. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So, well, I don't really want to like shit all over the movie in and case they have people this, really they like it. They have this elaborate fight scene in a, in a bonfire. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. At the end, it ends up with uh, the main woman. What was her name? The main woman, Helen, crawling into a bonfire to rescue a baby. The baby who had been kidnapped. Who? We're going to talk about more this episode. Yes. And then she ends up confronting the Candyman in there and uh, she basically just like, all right, I'm leaving now. Crawls out on fire. Candyman dies, presumably. Mm-hmm. Well, not for long because he's back in two sequels in the bonfire. But she saves the baby but ends up succumbing to her burn wounds. And then, yeah, when that movie ended, when credits rolled up, I'm like, that sucked. <laughs> no wonder Matty D hated it so much. So I was like, I am not watching those, those two sequels. But apparently I did a little bit of research. I read the plots of those two sequels. All the sequels just seem to revolve around this person is an ancestor of the Candyman. 
Yeah. And that's just like the running thing. So the Candyman's trying to recruit them as his like long lost great, 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 great granddaughter or grandson. He's teaching them how to paint. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. This might tie into some details in this upcoming movie. But yeah, quite like you, wasn't a fan, wasn't really drawn in by the movie. But yeah, I don't want to take away from anyone who really likes this series because I can see where there would be appeal if you'd never seen another horror. By the way, (laughs) a Jordan Peele. If you'd never seen another long running horror movie franchise or never seen another slasher film. This might be a great first one for you, but when you're sort of like jaded and tired of them, mm. I don't think this is a good entry level one. And for you. the Candyman himself is performed amazingly. Yeah, he is really a great good. presence. He's really good. He's not your typical mask wearing. He's got that great voice, killer. You know, so that's a positive I can say about it. Yeah, absolutely. I thought when they introduced him and you hear like his booming voice over yeah. the opening titles, I'm like, wow, this is great. Can't believe Matty D doesn't like this. <laughs> I should have held my tongue. (laughs) Now, let's talk quickly about what we know about the upcoming movie so far. So, there's one trailer out for this. There's just one. I think there's going to be one for a very long time since the movie's been delayed. And uh, we've covered a few Jordan Peele movies. Well, one. Yes, one. And I guess but we've watched we, several. We, we spoke about movies. the one beforehand. Get out. His trailers kind of are very similar. Yes. Now we really like the trailer for us. We really like the use of "I got five on it." Yeah. In us, but they're trying so hard to do it again with this Candyman trailer with Destiny's Child. Yeah. Say my name, so say my name. he keeps doing this thing and where he doesn't work. He pulls these old songs out and he just slows it down, and it's like, yeah, we've kind of seen you do this before. Yeah, exactly. So this is tired at this point. He's done it already and it's tired. It's become a cliche at this point and it doesn't work. Like I don't listen to Destiny's Child and go, ooh, creepy. Yeah, I guess- When no one is around you, say, baby, I love you. I guess- Oh, frightening. The lyrics are, say my name. So well, that's, that's the only connection. If you listen to the rest of the song, it's all pretty lovey-dovey. Hmm. You could get sort of like an eeriness out of I Got Five on it because I don't know, it's got that great, that, yeah, the great sample yeah. in the background. But yeah, it's not the same for Destiny's Child, I've got to say. <laughs> And another thing that makes me very sad is that Philip Glass isn't doing the soundtrack in this movie. They've got somebody else doing it. So I'm really hoping they do like a sounder like Philip Glass because as I mentioned, huge fan of Philip Glass here. But yeah, that was like a major part of that original movie. Basically sounded like Koyana Scotsy on crack. <laughs> but no, Philip Glass isn't doing the soundtrack. Right. I'm not sure if he's still alive or not. That might be a big reason maybe, why he's not doing maybe. it. Maybe. But no, he's definitely not attached. And I don't think anyone knows who Philip Glass is beyond the 80s anyway, so. Yeah. Well, hopefully they pay tribute to the style of the movie yeah, previously. absolutely. Even though I wasn't a fan of it, you know. I, oh, I it feel- had a lot of great mm. cinematography, great yeah. stylistic shots, and as I said, really great soundtrack. So yeah. if they can pay tribute to that, I would be happy. Um, something as well we also know about this movie is that it takes place in the neighbourhood of... Cabrini Green. Yep, exactly. But this... The apartment block isn't there. Yeah, it's all been gentrified. It's yeah. all... It's all I think a, a rich in one area. of the other movies, I think in either two or three, I, I can't confirm this 100%, I believe the apartment block may have been Did it do your down. research, Kieran? Yeah. Well, I was going to, but uh, that first movie. Yeah, so I believe, it may be the case in real life as well that the apartment block was torn down. I think it down, is, yeah. So they can't really revisit that location. Yeah. I'm sure they wanted to, but oh, yeah. yeah. I, I think continuity-wise, it can't be there anymore. Sure. And that gives this movie something really interesting because it's not about, you know, a, a poor suburb. It's about yeah. kind of rich people. and Yeah. We love- Which is a good spin on it. We love rich people dying. You know? Yeah, yeah, of course. Fuck those guys. So, <laughs> you know, and it and it's very Jordan Peele-esque, right? Like yeah. the microcosm of the society and what people think is important and those guys yeah. getting their come up and so- And the rich people coming in and steamrolling like the poor yeah, people out of the neighborhood. Yeah, and, and if Candyman's this, 
this metaphor for, you know, yeah. that lifestyle, I guess. Yeah. Social, class, mm. racial issues, yeah. so on and so forth. Well, we do actually have an official description of the movie. Yes, we do. From Universal. Now, yes, we do. Buckle up, guys, because this one is basically a small novel. Usually they give it's us long, like isn't it? one or two sentences, but this one is like chapter one of a book. Yeah, this one was really helpful. They usually aren't. Yeah, so yeah, here we go. For as long as the residents can remember... The housing projects of Chicago's Cabrini Green neighborhood were terrorized by a word-of-mouth ghost story about a supernatural killer with a hook for a hand, easily summoned by those daring to repeat his name five times in a mirror. In present day, a decade after the last of the Cabrini Towers were torn down, there we go, I knew it, Mm -hmm. visual artist Mm. Anthony McCoy and his girlfriend, gallery director Brianna Cartwright, I didn't realize she was the gallery director. Yeah, she was, yeah. Move into a luxury loft condo in Cabrini, now gentrified beyond recognition and inhabited by upwardly mobile millennials. Boo! (laughs) With Anthony's painting career on the brink of stalling, a chance encounter with a Cabrini Green old-timer exposes Anthony to the tragically horrific nature of the true story behind Candyman. Anxious to maintain his status in the Chicago art world, Anthony begins to explore these macabre details in his studio as fresh grist for paintings unknowingly opening a door to a complex past that unravels his own sanity and unleashes a terrifyingly viral wave of violence that puts him on a collision course with destiny. Ooh. And that was from Universal. So I think that pretty much tells us a lot. There was actually a few details that I only just picked up on then, but I think I can work them seamlessly into my pre-existing plot. Yeah, so we get an idea of what this movie, at least the start of it's going to be. Yeah. Who knows what twists and turns it's going to take. If that first movie is anything to go on, it's going to be like all over the shop. (laughs) Now let's talk about who's in this movie. Let's. So playing the main character, Anthony McCoy, who was actually a returning character. He was the baby that was rescued from the bonfire in the the first movie. I'm sure that's going to tie into it into a huge way is Yahya Abdul-Madin II. Now, are you familiar with Yahya Abdul-Madin II? No, I can't say I am. He was Black Manta in Aquaman and he was in that episode of Black oh, Mirror was he? Right. with the video game characters who have a relationship with each other. Oh. You remember the two best bros who like go in to have sex in a video game? I... Uh... I wasn't a big Black Mirror oh, okay. watcher, but I do love Aquaman. That was a standout episode, I've got to say, in Black Mirror. Very interesting, that one. Or one of the best of the most recent season. Well, probably the most memorable episode of the most recent season. And he played Dr. Manhattan in the Watchmen TV show. Oh, did he? Yes, he did. Now, I know you're thinking, that's an odd choice, but Dr. Manhattan sort of like changes his appearance from what we know into Yahya Abdul-Madin II. Mm-hmm. It makes sense in the context of the show, or does okay. it? Okay. <laughs> Don't watch it. I haven't watched the TV show. Don't so. watch it. Really? Yep. And returning as the Candyman himself yeah. is the one and only Tony Todd, Mr. Willie Snatcher himself. I could refer to the Candyman as the Willie Snatcher because he rips off a child's penis in the first movie for some reason. <laughs> for some reason. It's not really he his castrates, MO. He castrates uh, a child, right? Yeah, that's right. While he's peeing in the toilet. <laughs> like I thought that was amusing. Like, why is that in the movie? Uh, who knows? guess it's one of those like childhood urban legend like Candyman's gonna rip your willy off (laughs) I mean that's pretty horrifying I've got to say as much as I like Tony Todd as the Candyman I can't say I'm a huge Tony Todd fan I mean I've got nothing against the guy personally but whenever he turns up in a movie I'm like oh this guy because he was in the really awful Tom Savini remake of Night of the Living Dead as Ben and I thought he was atrocious in that movie well everyone was in that movie but the first movie I ever saw him in was Platoon which you know he was pretty forgettable in that movie right I, I don't dislike him, and but in these movies, I think he's great. Yeah, this was supposed to be uh, Eddie definitely Murphy. stands. Oh, really? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> this don't look 
like no Candyman. <laughs> that was that was in the works. Yeah, so a, a little wow, bit more what of a an different franchise. Intimidating it presence. You know? Yeah, no, he's great in these movies, and I look forward to seeing him again. Mm. But yeah, he, if there's like a third-rate horror movie franchise out there, guarantee you who appears in like the second or third installment yeah. just as a random character. Yeah, but yeah. But um, we spoke about this off air. But does he have B puns? Because that's what I well, keep that's hearing. what you suggested when you talked about the trailers for the other movies. But yeah. I just think it's a coincidence. All so right. one of his catchphrases is he says B my victim and Matty D took it as in like it's B double E my victim <laughs> and he also he says B punts and he also says believe well Do he says believe believe but um I think it's just a coincidence because first of all he says believe because he only exists if people believe in him I don't think it's specifically like Freddy like, Krueger yeah I don't think he's being like get it believe <laughs> I think and, he is I think be, he's a pun and be my victim as well is not specifically like because you see it written down and if it was supposed to be a pun he'd write B double E instead of B <laughs> <laughs> so it's not really played as There's a, a lot of buzz around me right now. Yeah. So I don't think he's going to be Freddy Kruegering it. And I don't think he did do that in any of the other movies. I think he's played pretty straight. I think they want to take the character seriously. They want him to be like sympathetic but scary at the same yeah, time. Right. So I can guarantee you they're not going to be doing B puns. But if you want to work B puns into your plot, yeah, feel I do. free. I do. Feel absolutely uh, free. I feel to. there's money on the B puns. And I think that's the direction they're going to go. Okay. But you can just interpret anything with like a B in it as, as a B pun, apparently, because you did that already. <laughs> that Yeah, I thought that's what it was. No, I definitely don't think it's that. That disappoints me. But if you want to work it in and if it's in the movie, it's just more power to you. Now, the next person I want to talk about playing Brianna Cartwright, the girlfriend of Anthony McCoy, is Tayona Paris, who mm. I know as Don Draper's secretary, Dawn from Mad Men. And I'm a big fan of her in that show. Yeah, she should be good. She was a good character. Yeah, I look forward to seeing her very much in this movie. And next up, playing Troy Cartwright, who is Brianna's brother. By the way, Americans say Brianna. We're going to say Brianna. Sorry, everybody. Playing Brianna's brother, Troy, is Nathan Stewart Jarrett, who I know from nothing, but apparently he's a British stage actor. Okay. So he'll probably be good. Yeah. I don't know how much he will be in my plot. but Yeah. Well, he doesn't appear in my plot too much. You don't really get like a good grasp on his character from no. the trailer. So no. it's just up to our interpretation. Just on one line, he says Candyman in the trailer, and that's it. <laughs> Next up, playing William Burke, who is the uh, iconic old-timer in yep. Cabrini Green, is Coleman Domingo. Again, I have no idea who this person is. I have is. some uh, strong opinions on what this character will be doing in this movie. Oh, really? Yes. Being an old-timer? Yeah. Okay, I guess we'll find out when we, <laughs> when we hear our plots. But yeah, he'll just be an old-timer, I think. Okay, you're giving it away straight away. No, so, no, no. I think that's the character he'll play. I've got an idea of what he's going to do on the plot. So returning as Anne-Marie McCoy from the first movie, who of course is Anthony's mother, yep. is Vanessa Estelle Williams, who, mind you, looks exactly the exactly same. Exactly the same, yeah. She looks, she looks great. great. She looks yeah. fantastic. Like, she hasn't aged a day from the first movie. If she was wearing the same outfit, I'd be like, wow, she was stuck in like a time capsule that <laughs> whole time. Now, she was also in New Jack City, where she, I think she was like a gun-toting crazy lady right. in that movie. But everyone was that in that movie. <laughs> So anyway, and the last person I want to talk about playing Helen Lyle is not Virginia Madsen, but Cassie Kramer, yeah. who I've never heard of, but apparently she was cast because she looks just like Virginia okay. Madsen, cool. who played Helen Lyle so that, course, that in the first movie. So that was the main character in the first movie. Yeah, that's right. So why is she back? I thought she was dead. Ooh. Well, she took the Candyman's place in the first movie, sort of setting up like she would be haunting people in, yeah. the, in the sequels. But no, she like completely disappears from that franchise. So yeah, yeah. wasted opportunity there. Maybe yeah. she just haunts her husband, the guy from Terminator 2. She does, she does kill her husband. Yeah, that's right. And frames his new girlfriend for it. Yeah. 
which they set up very poorly at the start of the movie. They're like, who's this girl you're flirting with? Oh, she's nobody. They're married by the end of the movie. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe people like Because he's a dirtbag. Yeah. Well, he deserved to be stabbed through the face exactly. by the T-1000. Exactly. In Terminator 2. Anyway, let's get into our plots. Let's do it. Can I go first, pretty please? Be my guest. Because I sort of My one's this... not going to take too long, yeah, Kieran. Mine and isn't it, either, uh, to be honest. And it doesn't have a lot of details in it, so you be my guest. I don't know about you, but I'm sort of like weirdly confident about this one. Yes. Like I watched the trailer and I watched the original movie and I'm like, all right, I think this is going to be fairly cut and dry. I have not so done... So if we're not 80% right, <laughs> we need to retire as predictors. I feel really confident as well, but I feel like I don't deserve to be because I've yeah. not done the work that I... I usually do for yeah, these kind of trailers. I'm, I'm the same. So whether that confidence is misplaced, I guess we'll find out in future episodes when the movie comes out. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like really confident. I think we learned from Jordan Peele's other effort, Us. Well, not that this is his movie. Exactly. Exactly. Because we pulled Us apart and we're like, where's the twist? It's got to be really, yeah. you know, he's maybe he's going in that direction. You know, it can't be obvious. But he did go in the obvious direction. Yeah. Exactly. So that's what so I'm we, going in we with. We overthought it way too much. So I, I just wanted to dial this one back. Yep. Didn't want to make it too complicated i want to do like a modern standard slash affair with all the appropriate twists and turns love it and yeah let's get into it let's so it. i think the movie is going to open with a cold open <gasps> is anyone surprised and just like we see in the trailer i think it's going to open with the five schoolgirls being killed by the Candyman after chanting his name five times in the mirror there's one survivor who walked in afterwards she didn't chant the name and she's the only person who gets out alive basically she sees the Candyman in like a reflection of a discarded handheld pocket mirror that's uh-huh. on the floor and this sort of sparks a new interest in the Candyman even though they would have already known about him to be able to chant his name yes now I'm not exactly 100% confident that the movie will open this way but I think it's a good like grabber opener and it really well, sets the stage yeah, it introduces us to the yeah. character and, we do. and it's how the trailer opens so why not yeah why not uh, now, of course, this character Trina, I don't think will come back at all in the movie or really have any impact. She's just, you know, the person left there gasping and, and crying. Candyman, Candyman. I won't say it five times though. Yeah. So then we'll be introduced to Anthony, who we know is an artist, a visual artist. And of course, he's down on his luck. He has trouble getting inspiration. He's moved to this new neighborhood in the hopes of like reconnecting with his past in a way. And I guess being inspired, he's walking around taking photos, trying to find inspiration. And he's moved into the newly gentrified Cabrini Green with his girlfriend, Brianna. Now, as we discussed before, and as they said in the... As you're inserting into your plot. Yeah, as, well, I'm, this was actually already in there before it was confirmed, but as we heard in that description from Universal, the original apartment complex has been torn down and was torn down years ago, so we don't have to worry about that at all. And their apartment was formerly a candy factory. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's interesting and ominous. Hold on. The candy man doesn't have anything to do with a candy factory. Why are they building up that to be suspenseful? I don't know. Why was so, he called the candy man? Was it because he died by honey? I was always confused Yeah, because a that. kid licked the honey off him and was like, candy man. That happened okay. in the second movie. All right. Fair it enough. Was, it was really I guess stupid. that's all you need. What yeah. do we call this big guy with a fur coat and a hook for a hand? Candy man. Yeah, of course. Of course. So the, the candy factory, I don't think is really directly related to the candy man, but I have a theory that I think uh, the candy factory shut down because they started finding razor blades in the candy. Okay. That's my big theory. That's a real old horror trope Yes, you're pulling out there. Well, in the first movie, she comes across a pile of candy on the ground and starts opening them up only to find that they're full of razor blades. Oh, okay. And then they never go back to that or explain that at all. So I'm so like glad you watched the movie recently because these things I'm, I don't remember. going over your head. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's going to tie into the first movie in that way. And yeah, the candy factory was haunted by the candy. We get man, a payoff for that. Yeah, exactly. 
So Anthony will explain to Brianna that his mother was originally from Cabrini Green. Of course, we saw this in the first movie. And she once lived in the original apartment complex with him as a baby. He also explains that he feels strangely drawn to the neighborhood, which is possibly because he was born there. Yes. We're all drawn to the place where we're born. Uh, not uh, really. All right. <laughs> Says us that left as soon as we could. Yes. So trying to get inspiration for his paintings, Anthony wanders around the old neighborhood taking photos, just like we see in the trailer, and he investigates an abandoned row of old apartment units where he finds graffiti depicting the Candyman in one Ooh. of the empty units. Ooh. Now, I think at this point, we're going to have to have it. We're going to get a fake out jump scare by like a cat or something. Or, well, he's the actually, old man. Well, no, no. He, he clearly sees the old man walking up from a distance. So I thought like the old man was going to grab him on the shoulder or something like that. But you see in the trailer, like the old man's walking with his groceries in the distance. So he's not going to be able to sneak up on him. But I think, yeah, that uh, like a cat is going to run by, startle him. Or maybe we get like a, a, a big music sting when he's stung by the bee. Ooh, like okay. he's taking his photos, then suddenly goes, ah! And yeah, it's yeah, the bee stinging Yeah, like him a precursor hand. for what's to come. Yeah, exactly. He's been marked. Yeah, exactly. Well done. You're reading my plot like a book. So... At this point, Anthony will run into old-timer William Burke, who works in a dry cleaners, and he'll tell him all about the Candyman legend. Yep. So he's like, oh, you live in the old candy factory. Do you ever hear about Candyman? Because he's like, oh, this is all this weird graffiti and like this yeah, building that I was it's Candyman, it's man. Candyman. Come to my dry cleaners. I'm going to tell you all about it while I press an iron shirt. <laughs> yeah. So Anthony returns home and excitedly tells Brianna all about what he learned about Candyman. And while trying to spook Brianna, Anthony dares her to say Candyman five times while he and Brianna stare into the window reflection in their living room. So it's nighttime. You know when windows at nighttime yeah. become reflective and you yeah. can see yourself in it. It's in the trailer. Watch the trailer. But Brianna refuses. She's like, I'm, I ain't saying no Candyman. So Anthony will do it instead. He'll say it five times. And of course, nothing happens. They're like, see, it's just an it's urban just legend. It's just an urban legend. What Nothing were you happens. worried about? Maybe we'll get like a jump scare there. Sorry to invade you. No, I actually there. have. My next note is there'll be another fake out jump scare. They'll say, they'll Look say Candyman five Look times. Nothing will happen. And then I don't know, like the same cat. Yeah, <laughs> like, like a dish that's standing up in the dish rack will like fall over, blown over by the wind or something, causing them to like jump and scream. Hey, that scares me. Yeah, it does for me too. It's like, <laughs> I can't lose another dish. Yes. I'm too clumsy. I'll be eating a paper plate <laughs> in no time. So that night, Anthony has a dream involving the Candyman. And for a moment, we'll think that it's actually happening. So I think he'll dream that he's in either like the apartment complex that has been torn down, wandering from room to room, or he's in the old neighborhood and like the Candyman in shadow sort of like approaches him and says, you know, won't you be my victim? <laughs> Could I be any more evil <laughs> he's, he's played by Chandler. waves his hook around <laughs> Chandler, he's yes. Chandler Bing he's Chandler B <laughs> could I um, be any more scary but he'll say the iconic line during this dream let's be friends no be my victim of course be and it's victim. not it's not going to be played as a pun buzz buzz I'm doing the opposite to you buzz buzz have you heard the buzz about oh, you did that one already yeah everyone's swarming to get to that joke oh god <laughs> So this when, movie writes itself. Yes. Yeah, so when Anthony wakes up, he becomes obsessed with the Candyman and starts painting several pictures of him again, like we see in the trailer. So Brianna is creeped out by this and asks Anthony why he's suddenly drawn to Candyman. And Anthony explains that he feels sorry for the Candyman and wants to tell his story to everybody through his artwork. So, of course, he knows the tragic story. Like, he's, he was an artist himself, so the Candyman, of course, was also an artist. So, so Anthony... Is this genuine or is he exploiting the story? No, this is genuine because okay. he's like, this poor guy, all he wanted to do was love and paint just like me and those evil rich people, those evil rich white people came and cut off his hand and allowed him to be stung by 
by bees to death. Hungry bees, by the way. They describe them in the first movie as hungry, hungry. bees, which I thought was amusing. So here as well, we're introduced to Brianna's brother, Troy, who is a likable presence in the film, but he thinks that the Candyman legend is a little silly. It's like, Candyman? That's like stupid stuff that high school students say to each other to frighten each other. Oh, wasn't there like a recent murder in a high school where like five students were killed? Uh, We won't pay attention to that at all. So Troy does like the artwork though, and he and Brianna actually encourage Anthony to put on an exhibition because conveniently enough, whoa, He's dating a woman who runs an art gallery. So why not? She can set it up for him. That's not nepotism at all. Wait, she's not a parent. <laughs> so Anthony does just that, and we cut to his Candyman exhibition in the local gallery, which of course is run by Brianna. We see photos of the area, Anthony's paintings, and a mirror set up in a secluded location to encourage people to, quote, summon Candyman. Which of we course, see in the trailer. Yes, this is of course in the trailer, and we know that... This isn't done for authenticity. It's just like, this is part of the urban legend, so come in and get involved. It's an art installation. It's interactive in that way. Mm-hmm. But and of you, course, you yourself don't have to say it five times. Like Somebody can say it four times and you can say it the fifth time. Yeah. And for some reason, that still works. Yeah, exactly. That was really baffling. And like, there's no time limit on the Candyman mm-hmm. thing as well. Or is there a time limit? Like, Can you say Candyman twice and then come back 10 days later and say it another three times? I don't know. Yeah, It's really like the Candyman's pretty like wishy-washy about I'm sure these rules. are the questions that will be answered in the movie. Yeah, fingers crossed. No, they won't be. So I think there'll be another fake out jump scare here where someone will say Candyman five times into the mirror and like someone will sneak up behind them and go, boo! <laughs> the power turns off. Yeah, or yeah, like it's set up so when you say Candyman five times, there's like a guy whose job it is to like turn off the light real quick. <laughs> That's his job. And maybe they'll have like a guy dressed as Candyman. I don't think they'll do this. They're like someone comes in dressed as Candyman and is like, whoa, and runs up to them <laughs> with like a plastic hook. Yeah, exactly. Welcome to the art show. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think anything will actually happen during the exhibition. No one's going to be killed. The Candyman isn't going to turn up during the actual exhibition itself. But everyone who chanted Candyman's name five times into the mirror is going to die throughout the course of the movie. Final destination, yep. So after closing, there's another employee who works at the art gallery. He's got a beard and he's really sort of snobby. This is just my prediction. Yeah. He is getting ready to get his freak on with a young woman who came to the (laughs) exhibition who he managed to pick up through his uh, sliminess, I suppose. So while they're making out, the woman jokingly chants Candyman into the mirror five times and then suddenly, in the darkness, the Candyman appears in the reflection and kills her. (gasps) So I think as well that when we see the Candyman throughout these scenes, we'll only see him in the reflection. He doesn't actually have a physical presence in the real world. He only appears in reflections and mirrors. Okay. So the curator tries to make a break for it, but before he can make it out the front door, he is also killed. Again, as we see in the trailer. Soon afterwards, I think this may happen on the same night, maybe it'll happen on a different night, but I'm just going to say it's going to happen maybe an hour or so later. A journalist who had interviewed Anthony at the gallery about his project is also brutally murdered in her apartment by a seemingly invisible assailant. I think we have a shot in the trailer where she's being lifted up and we can't (laughs) see anything. It's going to be the same thing again where she sees the Candyman in the mirror, but he's not there in person, but can still harm and hurt her. Right. So the next morning, the bodies in the gallery are discovered by Brianna. They're like, well, let's make an art installation out of these. (laughs) No, of course not. The gallery has to close down. It's a full-on police investigation. It's all over the news. And Anthony wakes up at home covered in blood. (gasps) Dun, dun, dun. So, of course, from Brianna and on the news, he hears the, the story about the deaths in the gallery and of the journalist, and he's greatly disturbed. He's like, what the hell is going on here? So then Anthony walks past the mirror, and he briefly sees himself 
as the Candyman. And he's greatly disturbed by this. Uh, this was in the trailer as well, of yeah. course. Now, after being traumatized by these murders, Anthony becomes even more obsessed with the Candyman and paints even more pictures of him. Brianna becomes worried by this and tries to talk Anthony out of his obsession, but Anthony loses his shit and breaks a nearby mirror. She's like, Candyman isn't real, just like we see in the trailer. And he's just like, he is real. He's real to me. <laughs> I saw him. He's real in spirit. I want to get his story out there. And like he throws like- Hey, a- can you cook two dinners? One for me and one for Candyman? Yeah. Put ex- you know, you got the honey soy chicken he yeah. really likes. He likes that. Um, yeah, so he breaks the mirror. We saw this in the trailer again. And yeah, we see that he's sort of losing, losing grip on reality. So Anthony tells Brianna that he believes that he has actually summoned Candyman by taking this interest in him. He was long since dead, except for that scene with the schoolgirls, but we'll ignore that. He was long since dead, but his new interest in digging into his past has revived the Candyman. So Anthony feels responsible for the death so far. Mm. So that night, Anthony has another dream in which he transforms into the Candyman. So he's wandering around this strange location. Got a hook for a hand. And yeah, suddenly his hand transforms into a hook. His face sort of like transforms into the Candyman. You know, it's going to be a very visual delight for us, the audience, and be, oh, creepy. Yeah. His rib cage will be suddenly full of bees. (laughs) And at the same time, at the same time, Brianna's brother Troy is murdered by the Candyman. So we'll have another slasher scene in the movie. And at this moment, we'll finally see that it's Anthony doing the killing. So the invisible assailant turns out to be Anthony. He's Mm. popped up. He's carrying around a hook. His eyes are like glazed milky white and he has no control. Again, Anthony wakes up the next morning covered with blood, but this time he finds himself in one of the abandoned apartments next to the graffiti picture of Candyman that he explored earlier and took photos of. I'm sensing a being framed for murder coming up. Yes, quite possibly. So Anthony wanders out in a daze and he decides to visit his mother, Anne-Marie. Anne-Marie is still traumatized by the events of the first movie. I mean, I'm still sort of traumatized by the first movie, but in a different way. (laughs) I wasn't frightened, let me tell you that. And here she tells Anthony about how he was kidnapped by a crazy woman, of course, Helen Lyle, who had been possessed by Candyman and killed several people. Or at least that's the open legend. I think Anne-Marie will just believe that Helen Lyle was just a crazy woman. Anthony now believes that this is why he's being haunted by Candyman. And the events of the first movie created a bond between him, Candyman, and Helen slash Caroline. Which which he, is, so he didn't know this before? No, he didn't know. Because he was revealed, a baby, of She course. reveals it to him. And I guess she didn't want to talk about it because it was just so... Traumatizing. Yeah. By the way, the baby was missing for months in yeah. the original movie. So was Candyman feeding him? I guess so. Was he like coming in with a bottle each night and go, shh, 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 every couple of hours and like, don't cry, little baby. Here's your bottle. <laughs> he gets woken I get up. To, by the way, I get to kill you if Helen doesn't, you know, follow through with her end of the bargain. <laughs> so I want to keep you nice and fresh until I kill you. Just these supernatural powers. And then the he baby. lies and tries to kill both of them anyway in the bonfire. But if you've seen the first movie, you know this already. Meanwhile, Brianna realizes that her brother's death has all the trappings of the Candyman murders since he was killed with a hook, of course, and is worried that Anthony is either so obsessed with Candyman that he started murdering people himself in a copycat fashion or that the real Candyman has been summoned. She's like, well, it could be Candyman, but it's more likely my Candyman obsessed boyfriend who's going around doing like a copycat killing because, you know, he's gone crazy. Uh-huh. So Anthony becomes useless and erratic at this point. <laughs> And so Brianna essentially takes over as the main character as she starts her own investigation into the serial killer. So we think that the movie's main character, of course, is Anthony, when in actuality, it's Brianna. Right. She's our strong lead. 
So long story short, Brianna pokes around the old neighborhood and learns some creepy tidbits about Candyman, including that his lover Caroline had a child who she believes may be Anthony's direct descendant. Because, of course, in all these Candyman sequels, it's going to be about somebody who's a direct descendant of the Candyman, which explains the possession. You know, he can possess him because of this direct lineage and also explains Candyman was an artist. Anthony's an artist. But yeah, like Anthony's not a direct descendant, though. In my plot, he is. Okay. So in my plot, you know, Anne-Marie was, you know, the great-great-granddaughter of the Candyman and Caroline. Yeah. And then, of course, he, I don't know, maybe he was like the first male in the lineage. Okay. So he's like the heir to the Candyman throne. (laughs) Okay. You never know what they'll do in this movie. So Anthony will kill some more random characters we don't care about. And one of these murders is witnessed by Brianna. So Anthony will speak to Brianna in the Candyman voice at one stage. Like, (laughs) she'll be lying in bed, I think. And he'll come walking in and just be standing there creepily. And she's like, Anthony, what are you doing? Come to bed. And he'll you know, be like, believe. Or, you know, he'll say the time will come when uh, you will be mine or whatever. It's not a pun. An- another B no, pun. There's no B puns. There's no B puns in this movie. <laughs> yeah, but can't you totally see that happening where you think it's Anthony, but he's actually possessed by the Candyman and speaks in his voice? Oh, yeah. Big time. I also think that he will, in real life, physically transform into Tony Todd at one stage as well. Probably during like the final confrontation, like, you know, the hand will actually turn into a hook. His body will physically transform into Tony Todd's, who looks for some reason 20 years older than he did last time, because <laughs> he is. So, Brianna, of course, will face off against the Candyman in the abandoned apartments, and I think she will stab him to death because okay. everyone always seems to be pulling knives out of huge butcher knives out of nowhere and stabbing people in this series. So, why break suit now? But after she's killed him, the Candyman will transform back into Anthony, and of course, we'll see that she has, in fact, Only killed Anthony. So to the outside world, I suppose, and to any police or whatever, it will look like it was Anthony the whole time and she, she killed him. So Brianna will be arrested for Anthony's murder and we'll learn in a final twist. Strap yourself in, Matty D. I'm looking forward to this stinger, Kieran. Brianna. Get it? It's a B pun is in fact the Candyman's direct descendant, and it wasn't Anthony this whole time, and will be Ah. shown this in a flashback involving Brianna as a child. So this will reveal that Brianna may have been influencing Anthony the whole time, and also allows Candyman's spirit and legacy to live on in a potential sequel that will never happen. That is something I haven't considered, but I think you are 100% right. That really? that is totally something they will do, yeah. Yeah. Can't you see them like having a saw style flashback to her as a child being told like, Oh, your great great grandfather was uh It reminds me Daniel, of, whatever his name is. It reminds was. me of us. So yeah, I think, exactly. I think you're right. Yeah, they basically had the same twist in us, didn't they? Mm. Which if you listen to our revisited episode, our actual spoilers episode on that one, we uh discussed how that made no sense. <laughs> So why not do something else that doesn't make any sense at the end of Candyman? And that is my plot. How do you feel? Uh, Like I said at the start, I feel fairly confident about Uh, that. But, you know, if I'm not like 80% correct in the final movie, I'm going to be very disappointed. Really? Okay. All right. Um, I'm really excited to hear yours now because... Well, you should be. Because uh, usually with these kind of um, shows, I, you know, watch the trailer, I take notes. I didn't do it for this one. Really? What I did was I went to my bathroom mirror, I looked at the mirror and I said, Candyman plot five times. And this is what I got. Wow. Mm. That was very good. I liked it. <laughs> Thanks. So we are going to start with a cold open. Oh, and great. this may sound familiar to you, so you'll be very happy to hear <laughs> that it's going to be in the gentrified area of Cabrina. Going to have to say this name a few times. Cabrina Greens. And it's going to be... Cabrini Green. Cabrini Green. Yeah, it's like Cabroni Green. Cabrini Green. Cabrina Green. Am I saying it right? Cabrini, Cabrini Green. Green. So it's going to be in a high school. Right. We're going to meet Cabrini some... Green High. Well, I thought it was going to be a Cabrini... <laughs> 
thought it was going to be in Cabrini Greens, but it could be just somewhere unrelated. Green. It's not multiple greens. Cabrini Green. Yeah, that's it. Cabrini Green. Just don't say it again after this. Just All say right. the neighborhood. All right. That's what I did. All right. It's going to start off with some kids in a high school. Originally, I thought this was going to be Cabrini, Cabrini Green. Yeah. But Jabroni uh, Green. It yep. could it could be you know somewhere else. It doesn't really matter. Yep. But essentially, it's some teenagers talking. You know, talking the, shit. Then there's going to be one teenager that's not really wanting to do this, but the other ones will talk them in. They'll discuss the whole urban legend of the Candyman and the fact that if you say his name I five hear he's times, a willy snatcher. Something will happen. He won't get us because we don't have willies. We're girls. So they all do it together. <laughs> yeah, they're fine. They're immune. They say the name five times and essentially shit hits the fan. Bees start popping up. They all get massacred. We don't really see the Candyman too much except for little snippets here and there. Maybe the lights go off and it flashes. Essentially, most of the characters are dead except one. Sounds familiar as well. And we see that this is being reported on the news as a freak killing that they're trying to investigate the murders of. There's no evidence of any person who Mm -hmm. would have been the killer in there. Like no one saw him come or go. And we see in the background that as a a young teenager is being hauled out in a stretcher that she's saying it was Candyman. It was Candyman. But it's not something that they're going to focus too much on. It's going to be in the background. But there is going to be a character who does notice this. And this is where we get we go to our main character, which is Anthony. So he's a struggling artist. We might see him trying to do projects and they're just not happening. He's got the artist equivalent of writer's block. His wife, who is a gallery owner, is trying to encourage him, but nothing's going well for him. So Whatever you paint, honey, I'll put it in the gallery. (laughs) It doesn't have to be good. So he sees on TV the killings and has... Oh, nice connection. And has an interest. He's like, Candyman, oh, that... Used to be an urban legend, and he explains this all to his wife. To, to, sorry, to his girlfriend because they're not married. So why does the old timer explain it to him later on? Is he like mansplaining to him? Like I already know this, but <laughs> I know that you know this, but I'm going to tell you. Well, anyway. at this stage, he kind of remembers a little bit. He's right. like, I remember that was a that was an urban legend. I thought he was just a drug dealer in my old neighborhood. In my in my old neighborhood, yeah. I heard so, you're looking for Candyman, bitch. So it sort of ignites an interest in him, and he's like, I need to go back to my childhood home and rediscover follow this um, interest, this passion. Might get inspiration. Might get inspiration, exactly. So he goes back to the neighborhood and he talks to an old guy who recognizes him instantly. An old timer. An old timer, yeah. Uh, Who kind of recognizes him because he's around, he's taking photos of the area. Yeah. He's interested in Candyman. Now, this man's name is William. It's interesting that he's credited as William because the child in the first movie's name was Billy. Do you remember the child? You mean Jake. Wasn't his name Billy? No, it was Jake. I know, because I watched the movie like yesterday. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I just steamrolled your plot. Like, I drove in a Mack truck through the front window of your plot. I thought his name was Billy. <laughs> no, it was Jake. His name was Jake. Well, my original idea was that he was going to be the child grown up. Right. He's but a lot a- older than the child But apparently been. not. So we're just going to say that They're about he, five years apart in he age. He is going to be somebody that was around in the events of the first movie. Right, right. He, was, he built the bonfire. That's right. Maybe he did. Thanks, Kieran. Essentially, he just explains to him... Candyman will get me. <laughs> the uh, the Candyman mythos. He yep. says, oh, you're interested in Candyman. And he's like, yeah, I remember when I was a kid, they, you know, I used to live around here. And he breaks down the whole... At a dry cleaners? Yeah, sure. At a dry cleaners. Okay. He breaks down the whole urban legend for him. Anthony visits his mother and gets more of a backstory about uh, the Candyman and a little oh, bit... I forgot to say in my plot that I think this old timer will be killed by the Candyman in the dry cleaners. Oh, okay. Yeah, that'd be cool. They're going to have to launder his bloody clothes. That'd be cool. So with the mother, we're going to get a sort of coded recapping of what's happened in the previous movies. And she warns him to stay away. He's like, mom, this isn't real. And she's like, you shut your mouth. It is real. Just don't, don't delve too far. 
So he holds an art exhibition based yeah. on the Candyman, and it's a it's a rousing success. All these entitled millennials and art critics come in and they you know look at his art and they love it and they do the whole trick with the mirror that you identified yep. in your plot yep so eloquently and one by one all of these people will die gruesomely throughout the course of the movie throughout or in the, the course scene? The, throughout the course of the movies pretty much we are introduced to each one of these characters and we'll just see the deaths of every single one of them yeah so anthony starts to manifest himself as the candy man mm-hmm. and starts seeing the candy man in his dreams and in visions, wow. uh, carrying a hook. So he's having hallucinations of being the Candyman. He's yep. finding himself acting on the Candyman's accord, being a vessel for the Candyman. Suddenly eating all this honey. He's starting to lose his mind. So this will all culminate into a scene where he will almost kill his girlfriend and gets arrested for the murders. Yep. Makes sense to me. Now, the girlfriend does a little bit of digging and she starts to realize that it, because he's been saying Candyman, you know, is doing all these things that it maybe not been him. Every conversation is about Candyman. That that it was actually the Candyman. So she's going to be on his side. Um, I didn't mention the the friend. I think he's going to be somebody who will- The brother? Yeah, the brother. Troy? Yeah, I think Troy will just be someone who comes along with them to move back into their old neighborhood. He just comes to carry boxes. Well, you know, he I think he's like a hanger on or a kind of yeah. friend. He's like played for comic relief. He's yeah. like the best buddy, but like he's just he just follows his friend around because, yeah. you know. Well, I said in my plot he was a likable presence in the movie. Yeah. So is he the same in yours? Yeah, he'll be a likable okay. presence. Because um, Krusty is in the actual movie. I'm noticing in a lot of Jordan Peele's movies, there's usually Well, well actually he co wrote this, so yeah, you could yeah. count it as a Jordan Peele movie. Yeah. So there's always, you know, the likable friend. There's there's, yeah. you know, the, the, the funny one the the main character and the main character the funny spouse. one the funny one the funny one and the funny one <laughs> also at this stage he while he's being arrested he starts getting haunted by visions of a woman mm, a bald woman a bald woman but we don't get a lot of information from this. So this is where stuff starts getting really crazy. Where he'll, shit starts he'll, to get real. He'll eventually uh, be broken out of the prison or wherever Why he's Why do you need to break in. out of the prison when they apparently just let murderers go? Oh, yeah, well, I guess so. I guess so. But yeah, Candyman will be killing people in the prison as well. So they'll all be together. The mum, the girlfriend, uh, the brother who may die, you know. He died in my plot. Yeah. I'm gonna, he'll, let's he'll, kill him. Yeah, let's kill him. Yeah. So it's just going to be the like the uh, the three of them, the mum, the girlfriend, and and Anthony sort of surviving. Uh, Anthony realizes that through his mother that he needs to summon Helen. So he goes to a mirror. He says Helen five oh, Caroline. times. Caroline, is it Caroline? Yeah. So her character was called Helen in the first movie, but she is the spirit of Caroline. Oh, okay. Which is the Candyman's lover. So they have to say Caroline. Yeah. But her name was Helen. Yeah. Okay, whatever. So oh, well, they- in the first movie, she is summoned by saying Helen five times. So yeah. yeah. So that's Maybe what she's I'm not thinking. picky. Maybe she's not picky. Well, we'll say Helen for my plot because that's what I've originally Helen. wanted. And I want to stand Helen. by it. <laughs> Helen. Helen. So this summons Helen and Helen and Candyman have a fight scene with really? their Why hooks. do they hate each other now? You know, because she's It was the, always you, Helen. She's the good and he's the evil. Okay. You know, it's, it's we're trying to put Helen's soul at peace. Of course, you'd make the black guy the bad guy. No, I'm just I'm just paying tribute to the old okay, classic. Fair Kieran. enough. So this is where we're going to have a big fight scene. It'll be cool. Okay, film yeah. snobs, a ghost fight scene. Film, film snobs can go can be critical, but it's going to be an awesome hook on hook fight scene. Uh, and then Candyman gets set on fire and turns into a swarm of bees. Yep. Helen gets to rest at peace, and everyone's happy. Wow. I mean, they're all like worn out, bloodied up, and whatnot. But in the course of the movie, Anthony's going to come to peace with his childhood because mm-hmm. he's sort of run away from it. He's, you well, know, I suppose Helen did drag him out of that bonfire. Yeah, he's so he's, he owes her that. He's wealthy now, but he's kind of lost touch of who he really was. So he gets to oh, so travel. Brianna on. and Anthony survive the course of the movie, do they? Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. Interesting. All, all the main characters stay alive, except okay. for the brother. As is tradition in horror movies? Yeah, yeah, I think so. You know, that's what usually happens in these yeah. kind of movies, I think. Well, I don't us think... and Get Out, the main characters all survive. Exactly. So. I don't think they have the heart to kill the family because the family is supposed to be based yeah. on their own family. So yeah. they're going to keep them alive. They're going to fu- they're gonna learn a valuable lesson. Um, I should say don't that... Don't fuck with the candy man. Anthony's relationship with the candy man will be he's trying to exploit it for money, so he gets yeah. to like learn a lesson so there. Is, is Anthony ever possessed by the Candyman in your movie? Yeah, yeah, I said he was. Okay, yeah. And he's framed for the murders? Yes. Yeah, yes. okay, good, good, good. Yeah. So right. we pretty much had the same plot. Yeah, pretty much had the same I'm, plot. Well, that must be what the movie is then, if we're so I guess close. so. I Either guess that so. or we're both really wrong. So the main difference between your plot and my plot is that Helen in my was plots, involved. everyone's alive, yeah. Yeah, Helen was involved way more than in my plot. Yeah. So I think she just appears in a flashback in my plot, just Yeah. in an explanation. Well, for my plot, this whole movie is going to be like, Helen finds her piece. She's okay. Like, okay. She's yeah. journey completed. Well, they were lovers. I think they're like binded by destiny, but maybe she wants a divorce. <laughs> I want a spiritual divorce. That could be in the movie. Who knows? Who am I to say that you're wrong? Because I don't think you are. Anyway, so if you have any theories on what you think is going to happen in the upcoming Candyman movie, please let us know. We'd love to hear all about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com or you can leave us a comment on this episode's page on the Podbean site or you can find us on Facebook. Just do a search for Potential Spoilers Podcast as well as Maddie D also has a Twitter page for the show. We do. It's Potential Spoilers on Twitter. And I thought it was Potential Spoils. Yeah, that's what I said, didn't I? No, you said Potential Spoilers. I oh, can see how you get, can get the two mixed sorry. up. Potential Spoilers is the name on Twitter. Yep. And there's also, what, a Snapchat? No, Instagram? we got an Instagram page. Okay. I'm not is, down with the kids. Which is I, I don't know what these things Potential are. Spoilers Pod. We don't have a TikTok yet, but, you know, it might happen. Oh, wow, that'd be fun. It's just you and I lip syncing to stupid songs. <laughs> yes. We could do movie uh, movie. Yeah. Yeah, mm, that's a good idea. Mm. Keep that on the back burner. Anyway, let us know what you think. Let us know who you think is more correct, even though we're both pretty much on the same track with this one. Let me know or let us know if you're excited for a Candyman movie, if this is yes. something that you've been waiting for and what you want to see in it. Are we completely wrong in our assessment of these movies? Are they actually better than, say, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, Leprechaun 4? <laughs> that was a good <laughs> in one. In space. Yes, and so before we go, we should mention what we're going to be talking about next week as well, and we're actually returning to the Pixar world. Yay. So we only covered a Pixar movie, oh geez, a couple of weeks ago yeah, when we did Onward. Yeah, it was Onward. not that long ago. So this must prove that Pixar is like a way bigger studio now than they used to be back when they could only focus like on one movie at a time, and it would take them like seven to ten years to do one movie, because they're just pumping them out yeah. now. We covered, what was it that we covered last year? I've already forgotten. Oh, Toy Story 4. Yep. Then we did Onwards, and then within a matter of months, We've also got Soul coming out. Soul, that's right. So we're going to be talking all about Soul next week. We're going to bear our souls we're going to, to bear the our soul. listening audience and hopefully completely nail that plot. I think it's going to be very difficult if you ask me. Yeah, I mean, it, it You're has... confident? I think so. It reminds me a lot of that other movie they did. Inside Out? Yes. It's the same creative team. Not just Pixar, but like I think the same like specific creative team at Pixar who yeah. did Inside Out are doing Soul. So tune in next week and you'll get to see our souls. Or you'll be able to hear them at least. Which I already gave my soul away to do this Candyman plot, so that's going to be awkward. Yes, he did turn up with a hook hand this week. Makes it hard to hold the mic. It does. Buttons, but yes. (laughs) Anyway. It's good for scratching the back though. Join us next week for Soul and until then, have a great week. See you then. They will say 
that I have shared innocent blood. What's blood for, if not for shedding? With my hook for a hand, I'll split you from your groin to your gullet.